0: So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I'm so glad you are here with us again today. You know, whether you are considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, this is the show I really hope you'll listen to each and every week. Divorce seems to affect everyone in Some way it can be an overwhelming life event, not only for the person going through it, but also for friends and family of those divorcing. We are here to walk the path with you, bringing you specialists who can help you make better decisions, provide you information and resources and give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst. Let's talk about Houston and specifically divorce in Houston. Houston remains the most diverse city in America. According to Wallet Hub. Houston is just a bit more diverse than Jersey City, New Jersey. In a report released this year on April 10th, Houston's ranking is based on socioeconomic, cultural, economic, ho- economic household, and religious diversity. It's a lot of diversity. But what does that have to do with divorce? Well... The national divorce rate is somewhere in the 40 to 50% range. And if you take that and apply that to Houston, the fourth fourth largest city in the U.S., well, you do the math. While not every county or city within the greater Houston area sits at this rate, this rate of divorce, the rate is nonetheless, in a (laughs) non-technical term, a lot. And with a lot of divorce in the most diverse city in the U.S., there's bound to be a divorce or maybe two. That includes multicultures. And today, that's what we're talking about divorce when it involves multicultures and how that affects the divorce process. To help us get a better understanding, Jeanette Villarreal is here with us today. Welcome, Jeanette. Hey, Christy. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. I'm so glad you're here. You guys, Jeanette is a Houston and Austin. We'll talk a little bit more that about that in a minute. Yes, we uh, Austin immigration and family law attorney, and has been practicing since 1995. She's not old enough to pra- be practicing since 1995, but we'll go with it. She's a fellow Longhorn. Hook'em! Yay! Yes. Yeah. Beat yeah. LSU. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, we might make some people. Sorry, man. people. <laughs> and uh, a graduate of South Texas College of Law. My brother was yes. there as well. So thanks for being here. I'm you know, very happy to be here. I know you do work in obviously immigration. Yes, that brings in a lot of different cultures. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you do work in family law, i.e., divorce. And you know, with that, what's really coming to mind when we began to talk about you joining me as a guest on the show is these multicultures in in Texas, specifically in in the United States, but Houston even more specifically because we are still remaining the most diverse city in the United States. And if you're, again, you know, rep- applying that 40, 50 percent divorce rate, there's bound to be a lot of divorces that are affected by the various cultures in our city and our state. Is that right?
2: Yes. And uh, I would like to say that I'm not aware of the statistic that you used nationwide. <clears throat> in Harris County, I believe the divorce rate is Closer to 53 to 55%. Okay. And um, with regards to diversity, uh, I don't even have to know what the statistic is for that. But just looking around our country, I mean, our city, you can see that diversity. Absolutely. yeah. And especially in the last 10 years, it has infiltrated into the court system. Yeah. And um, initially, when you asked me about multiculturals, I was like, "Oh, what do you mean, like Hispanic and white person, or what are we right. talking about?" them getting married. But, but, no, right. it's deeper but, uh, than that. It is. It is deeper than that. And from a legal perspective, what's really happened is um, someone from another country, say from Iran, for example,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and wants to get divorced here in the United States, in Houston, Harris County, right? And they're married under Sharia law, and that opens up a brand new. Whole new box of worms. So, walk us through that first. What is Sharia law? So, Sharia law is the law that uh, people that follow the Islamic uh, religion that are Muslims follow. Okay. And they have very different views on marriage and raising children and what rights a woman would have in the home and in the marriage. Right. But that couple
1: now resides here in the U.S., in Texas, in Houston specifically. And there is a process, if you are to divorce, correct? Yes. That you go through with the courts and so forth to divorce. But then what happens? It sounds really complicated.
2: It becomes complicated because even though most people have assimilated to especially a lot of the Muslims, they definitely have assimilated yeah. to our culture here in Houston. You uh-huh. see them out and about doing everything that we would do, and we go to different places <laughs> of worship. But they're they're going to their own places of worship. What happens when you get a divorce is that Sharia law ends up dictating much more of your everyday legal constraints than, say, Christian law would here in Texas. Okay. So, for example, in Houston, Harris County, and in Texas, you can have a no-fault divorce. You okay. can just say, I'm sorry, I don't like this person We're anymore. incompatible. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> insupportability, right? Yes. So that's what you can claim. With Sharia law, there has to be fault in the divorce. And almost without exception, it's the man who gets to divorce the woman for whatever reasons he wants to. Okay. So how does that work
1: within the state courts. That's the thing that's really interesting to me because, you know, we want to respect the cultures and, and just a quick asterisk, this show is not to, you know, not about any particular culture. It's really, again, understanding. And, and because the show is so much to support, provide information and resources to our listeners, you know, I felt it would be, I would be remiss in not covering a multicultural divorce. And, and I'm using that term light loosely because here you have your your set of beliefs, but you are – uh, your feet are on the ground in the U.S. and the American culture, yet – and you've got to go this path with d- divorce courts, so to speak. But there's this other law out there. How – I mean, how does it even – I mean, to, to – complicated is the least of it all, right? Well, So how would you handle that as an attorney?
2: Well, uh, for, first let me say to your first point, to be inclusive. You could be Hindu. You could be Buddhist. You could even be a Catholic Christian. You could just be a plain old Baptist. And it's still going to have some sort of effect on the way you approach your divorce. But that's a good point. That's a good the point. The difference is <clears throat> that most Christian religions most not all most christian religions and and i I don't that's the incorrect way to say that most christian denominations okay so we accept christianity as a religion and there's several denominations within that okay so most denominations that are of the christian faith abide by the laws that are prevalent here in the united states and in texas houston harris county you come into the problems when you bring in a religion that's not as commonplace mm-hmm. and certainly not part of our statutory law, because most of our law is based on Christian tradition. Whether you like it or not, that's right. just that's the way the fact it is. Of the matter. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So the problems become that I'm um, a Hindu or I'm a Buddhist or I am a Muslim and I would like to get a divorce based on the laws of Texas because this is where I live and this is the kind of divorce I need to move on, to remarry, to be able to cut the legal ties from the cars and the accounts and the house. You could always just get a religious divorce. Okay. But it's not going to have the same effect in the United States of America as getting a divorce in a court of law, in district court. And that's why I think most people who do abide by Sharia law go that route. What becomes more complicated, unfortunately, I know your brother is an attorney, So am I. Lots of people I know are attorneys, but attorneys tend to make things a little bit more cloudy and murkier. And what they do is say, hey, you abided by Sharia law and and this is just the attorney's opinion. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the attorney says, and I think they treated women terribly. Let's go to Harris County District Court and tell them your husband forced you to be. A part of this Sharia law and look at how much he's abused you and treated you with disrespect and you would like to get a divorce to get out. And it becomes very complicated for the court because they have to make decisions about someone's faith and whether they really abided by it because they believed in it or now they're just trying to use it at the advice of their attorney to get out of the to get out of the marriage and gain more in the divorce. Yeah. And that's just not fair to the judges. And it's not fair honestly, to the two people that were married who had a true religious belief in faith, and that's what their marriage was based on. Yeah, so again, to, to say complicated, at the very
1: least, minimal. Yes. I mean, we could sit here and dissect it all day, and I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm wondering is, I mean, is is there any easy route to to this?
2: There really isn't. In fact, most of the case law in Texas will not allow the courts to abide by any Sharia law that's presented in court. But what the courts do have is great discretion in making a determination. And the biggest problem that lawyers have today, I think, who are representing the spouse that's being accused of some sort of abuse because they subjected their spouse to the opposite or to the religion that they're now saying that was abusive, is that that judge is caught between a rock and a hard place because how yeah. can you really judge someone's heart, to right? Know... I, and I'm so, here. I'm going. It sounds so subjective. It, it very. It's
1: extremely subjective. Yeah. Very subjective. Wow. You know. Um, it, it, while subjective. It's also very interesting. And again, going back to the listeners and thinking about them, that you know these are things that. Bottom line is divorce come can come at you like a you know a brick, right. And you throw in that emotional aspect, you throw in being from another culture, another country, don't really understand all this, wanting to abide by your laws, get people that don't understand your religious laws. Oh, my goodness. And so I think uh, as what I want this, you know, show to be able to do is bring awareness to this. And then when we come back from break, maybe talk about, um, you know, how somebody who might be considering divorce as as we're talking about, how they would move through and how one of the things that we do as a divorce coach is come out as your best self. So how would they move through the process to really k- keep everything as intact as possible? And so we are going to be back with Jeanette Villareal, a uh, immigration and family law attorney yes. here in Houston and in Austin. We mentioned Austin really quick. Of course. Welcome. Yes. All right. <laughs> and we, When we come back, we'll continue talking with uh, Jeanette and dig into this all important topic. Stay with us.
0: meet the classiest guys in real estate it's chris kelso the maestro of mortgage and rob cook the godfather of real estate and together they are the real estate rat pack if you're buying or selling real estate in the greater houston area the rat pack is the preeminent source for everything you need to know listen to the real estate rat pack saturdays at 9 a.m right here on kkht When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley
1: Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters.
0: Jamming out a
1: little bit here on the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. We're back with Jeanette Villareal in a Houston area and an awesome... Austin, yes, yes, attorney as well. We always have to, we have to, you know, hold up Again, the horns there. True. I'm looking at your phone case. Is that burnt orange?
2: It is not. It oh. is glitter red.
1: Okay, like glitter like red. shoes.
2: <laughs> well, okay, that's good. We're not owe oh, you, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Red's my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, color, guys, so. <laughs> we're
1: talking football today on the divorce yes. coaching hour. We can't help it. There's a big game on tonight: LSU, Texas. And uh, we will now get back to the divorce coaching yes. hour. <laughs> when we went into break, we were talking about the complications that occur. You know, divorce is already can already be complicated. You throw in various cultures, you throw in uh, different religious beliefs, and you've got something even a little bit more complicated. But let's put ourselves in a person's shoes who's here, and they're... They're coming to this decision in the marriage. You know, we're going to divorce um, Who you know, no matter who, you know, yes. files or that sort of thing. What's what is the best and maybe the first step or a piece of advice you can give somebody to think about as they're stepping into this kind of added complication to a divorce here in the Houston area?
2: OK, so. One of the first things that I want to say, and this is not meant to be offensive to any of the new judges in Harris County, but in Harris County Family Law Court, we have almost 100% brand new judges. Okay. So at this point, they will all have maybe nine months worth of experience. Mm. and So all brand new. All like brand, brand new never for the Family before. Law Court. Uh, for, wow. Two associate judges. One was um, an ex-associate judge, and the other was a practicing attorney. But other than that, these are all brand-new judges. And again, uh, no offense to them, but any person who's ever been a judge, and I'm friends with many judges because we do mediations and Mm -hmm. arbitrations, will tell you that there is a learning curve. I couldn't imagine. I can't even imagine being a judge. Exactly. And so you have all these brand-new judges, and they're having Mm -hmm. these multicultural cases presented before them. And there is going to be one side who says this side did that, the other side that says this side did that. Mm -hmm. But generally in these multicultural cases, one of the sides tries to say how oppressive one person was or another. And again, because I'm not going to try to take any sides on whether this is Sharia law or being Baptist, there might be someone who says, my wife got up every morning to fix bags for the homeless but didn't have sex with me for ten years. Okay, he's gonna okay. throw it he's gonna throw her under the bus with her religion. Okay. There might be another man who says, Well or a woman who says, We're Muslim and my husband um always oppressed me even though that was what they had agreed to with their religion. Right. Okay. okay. So It doesn't matter. So they're kind
1: of using the religion now to make
2: the case for divorce. Yes, that why that person was abusive to them. Okay. So in either case, um, more specifically, unfortunately, with like I said, you could be Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, yeah, anything. a, A religion that perhaps the court old court or new court is not familiar with. Mm. And the only way you make them familiar is you have to introduce evidence. Okay, Oftentimes a lawyer will bring in um, someone who says, I'm an expert in Iranian law. I'm an expert in Sharia law. Um, I'm an expert in um, the ways and customs of whatever that culture is. Right. And most of the law that they base their uh, expert testimony on is going to be foreign law. In fact, it's all going to be foreign law. If it's going to be from Iran or Afghanistan, okay. I mean, there's just all kinds of places of, yeah. that we deal with anywhere, but the U S and anywhere, Houston, but the U S and one of the problems that a lot of clients run into later, they come to me later and say, I want to modify a divorce decree. And this is what happened with my lawyer. And I'll say, well, why didn't they your lawyer do this or that? And the, this or that's that I'm talking about is that, if I were to represent a female who says she was persecuted under Sharia law, even though she was a practicing Muslim, I would have to bring someone in as an expert witness who would have to testify on the actual Sharia law. And that's going to all be written in likely Farsi. I cannot introduce that evidence until I first have given opposing counsel a certain period of time to be able to provide their counter translation of that evidence and unfortunately what I see is because the judges are new and not well aware of these they're kind of minutiae of evidence rules right there's a lot right I mean and then also opposing counsel or their their counsel say it was me does not realize you have to be able you're entitled to that and the rules of procedure Things just get admitted in, and all the judge hears is one side. Mm. And unfortunately, they get a bad shake in the deal because their lawyer wasn't that prepared. So I would advise if you are having some sort of multicultural divorce Mm -hmm. or modification or adoption issues even, any kind of family law-related issue, ask your lawyer if they've ever done any multicultural divorces before. Okay. Okay. Ask them if they're familiar with the rules of evidence for introducing and admitting evidence in in hearings Mm -hmm. for multicultural divorce. Because if they're not, the judge can hear totally lopsided evidence on one side and you never get to counter it, even though by the rules of procedure you're allowed to. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, what's what it's bringing up for me is, again, in the divorce situation, you've as a divorce coach, we work with a lot of people to get them into and. I always preface this and don't say say it lightly but the business of divorce so that's the fact of the matter of getting through the process the documents the court all that right but that's not what's going on with the person they're in the emotion of the divorce yes and so oftentimes what i see out there is Either people not knowing what to do, so they stay stuck, and they 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 may go find an attorney, and then the fr- attorney is not doing what they seem to think that they had agreed to, and so they're just the the clocks ticking, the money wheel is going, all of that, and then they they just kind of stay there. But or they just go get the first attorney that they could, and you know I'll throw in the towel, right? Whatever. Yes. And what I'm hearing, again, is what we try to work with people is if if you've made this decision, you're very, very clear. I'm moving towards divorce. This is what we're going to do. We're going to dissolve this marriage. But there is the business of divorce. There is the planning, the strategizing, the understanding. And this doesn't mean that you have to go into courts and litigate and all that. But what you're saying there is think through what I, what I often work with people to do is think through what sort of attorney do I want? Right. Right. And then let me go do the kind of the investigation, the research to know that one, I can get an attorney that I can, I can work with, right. Do we have Mm -hmm. similar, do we have personalities that mesh? Do I want to work with a female attorney? Do I want to work with a male attorney? And then in this specific instance, as you said, do they have experience in multicultural divorces or however that's worded? Uh, and I have a question about that. I'll come back to that. But also, have they? do they have experience at these rules of evidence? And so I have two questions. How would somebody be able to find out if they have experience in, in this, what we're calling multicultural divorces, rather than just reading their website?
2: Right. Um, and sometimes websites won't say it all. As you know, Christy, since my website is currently down. (laughs) Those uh, things happen. We're going to
1: work on that. We're finding you a website developer. This is true.
2: Yes, we are. So um, that's not going to necessarily say it anyway. I would meet with a lawyer. I would ask them. um, I will give you my phone number in a second, and I will tell you personally that I have a couple of attorneys that I work with very closely. We're not in the same office, but we very much... We consider ourselves, say, the three musketeers, because we work with each other all of the time, handle different cases for each other and vice versa. No one One, does anything great alone. (laughs) Absolutely right. And one of my attorneys um, speaks several languages, which has been more than helpful to me. He doesn't like handling the more litigious cases like I do. Okay. So he's always more than happy to interpret if we need someone to interpret Farsi or some something else okay? that's so beneficial he, he that's absolutely huge. yeah it really helps and he's very good at helping us whenever I have to look at documents okay. for example oh, yeah that are mm-hmm. in Farsi and other languages you've already got the law in there now you add another foreign language right good and, gosh. I, <laughs> and I say this is what their translator said and um, I would like for you to tell me if that looks close to what he said and a, a good example of this would be I had a recent case where we had a Farsi translator translating some documents mm-hmm. that were going to be very detrimental to my client, the husband. Okay. And when I had the Farsi translator on the stand, I asked him if he was certified and he said, no, nobody's certified in Farsi and blah, 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 blah. Well, I let him know that I also do immigration law and that we have certified Farsi translators in immigration court. So I did not understand why he was trying to explain to this court that there was no certification Certification. in Farsi. (laughs) Look at that. And so we were not he was not able, at least his attorney was not able to get the documents in that he had translated. And I told the court that according to the rules of civil procedure, I get 40 days to turn around my own translation. And we were able to do that and show a difference in translation. But in the meantime, Mm. I brought in my attorney friend and had him as a witness saying he did not agree with the translation because he was fluent in Farsi, although he was not certified because he was a lawyer. Ah, okay. So it's simple things like that. It's simple yet sounds very complicated, but what I'm hearing is,
1: is one, again, an, an attorney trained like yourself, but also knows... The procedures and and the steps, like anything, yes, um, to make sure the uh, going back to the judges, the judges understand in the fairest way. So then again, we can help our clients, you know, out, come out of this in their best outcome. I want to go back to those rules of evidence, but before we do, we are coming up to another break. So when we come back, we will talk more about the rules of evidence and. Probably, you mentioned immigration. I'm thinking that we're going to have to talk about that. Real
2: quick, how would someone reach you? They could reach me on my cell phone at 832-331-3377. And I would prefer them to reach me on my cell phone at 832-331-3377. Because that way I can get back to them very quickly if I need to. And they will. And you guys stay tuned.
1: We'll hear more from Jeanette Villarreal. And we'll be talking about cultural mannerism. Cultural I can't say the words That's in divorce, multicultural divorce. <laughs> there you go. Here's today's two-minute tip. Today's tip focuses on the process of transition. I'm holding in my hands a diagram of the process of transition, and while you may not be able to see it right now, as I describe it, I think you'll get the picture. Divorce is change, and change involves transition. Transition from what can feel horrific to what may seem impossible right now, joy. When we understand the transition we are going through, we can possibly move forward through the process of divorce with more ease. Now, don't get me wrong. Divorce is often not easy at all. But when we understand what's happening to us in the process, we may be able to choose our actions. I like to say respond versus react, and that's in line with our best self instead of the self that can show up around change. According to an adaptation from William Bridges, who wrote The Way of Transition, and Alan Wolfett, who wrote Transcending Divorce, you can expect to go from the ending of a marriage, or any ending for that matter, to exploration and finally new beginnings. And along the way, you will, yet yeah, wait for it, will move through denial, anxiety, shock, fear, anger, frustration, confusion, stress, avoidance, then creativity, skepticism, acceptance, impatience, hope, energy, and enthusiasm. The first part can sound awful, but look at what the new beginning brings acceptance, hope, energy, and enthusiasm, and maybe even joy. Things happen in our life that we don't want. For our lives to move forward, we have to make best decisions for ourselves. And families, and ultimate to respond, not react. Understanding the process of transition can help. If you want to talk about where you are in the process of transition, contact me. Christy Stratton. You can find me at the hour.com or call us at 281-944-8043 and make sure to add The Divorce Coaching Hour to your podcast library. Follow us on Facebook at The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton and listen each week for another two-minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. And we are back. We're back with Jeanette Villarreal, an attorney here in Houston. And we have been talking about divorce that involves various cultures in the most diverse city of the United States. And we were talking about this rules of evidence before we went into break. And just real quickly, just for a clarification, understanding for the audience, when we're talking rules of evidence, uh, introducing that into court with regards to you know, divorce involving multicultural, um, you know, religions, backgrounds, ethnicities, whatever that may be, what exactly is that rules of evidence?
2: Okay. So the short version is that when you walk into a court of law, there will be rules of procedure and rules of evidence that have long been ordained and accepted by the Supreme Court and all practicing lawyers. Okay. And one of the current issues is that with these multicultural divorces, So much of the evidence that a party is relying upon is going to be coming from a different country. It's going to be coming from Iran or Afghanistan um, or another country that is not going to be written in the English language. Okay. And there's rules of evidence that will allow you to admit and not admit certain things. And if your lawyer is not aware of what those rules are, a lot of information may come in That you may or may not want in, but you justifiably are allowed the time to be able to compare their translations, if they're even admitting translations, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: with your own translations. And if they have any expert that is testifying on foreign law, Mm -hmm. you're also allowed at least... 10 days before that expert testifies to find your own expert, or expert sorry, and ask for more time to be able to get an expert. And lots of times, because the judges are new and they may not be that versed with some of these rules that aren't often used, they may allow these things in. So it will help you to have an attorney that is well aware of what can and cannot come in based on the rules of procedure. Okay, so bottom line
1: for our audience, and they need to know when they're, when they're face this this sort of divorce um, uh, they definitely need to look for someone again and we talked about that earlier who has uh, experience in divorce, working with various cultures, and all of those things that includes, and then somebody that also has this understanding about rules of evidence. So would it be fair when they go in and speak to the attorney and say, you know, what sort of experience do you have with multicultural divorces? Would that be the right terminology?
2: Um, yes. And I would actually go a step further. I mean, Christy, you said something before, and I know that your whole show is based upon this, that divorce is hard enough as it is. Right. You get done, and you're going to have to deal with all the legal issues and everything else. When you're going through a divorce, in my opinion, the thing that you want is a lawyer that you can trust. Absolutely. There's a saying among lawyers, and I've found it to be 98% true, that a client generally picks a lawyer a lot like them. So, for example, if I get a lying, cheating lawyer on the other side, I'm pretty sure that the person he's representing is a liar and cheater and stealer. Pretty much like life, yes. It is true. It's very true. And so – If you are a person that wants someone to be honest with you, um, to be able to tell you the truth about your case, the pros and the cons, and not make you worry about what you need to be able to admit and not admit, because that's not your job as the client. Your job is to trust your lawyer to know all of that. So find a lawyer that knows what they're doing. Ask them how many cases they've done with Mm -hmm. people from another country, but also find a lawyer that's available. You don't want a lawyer when your husband is banging on your door at midnight saying it's against Sharia law for you or right. I don't know. Again, I'm just making this stuff up. It's against the law of the Lord to not have sex with me because we're married. Whatever right. the, the religion, whatever the affiliation law is, right? is yeah. that you're trying to claim you're entitled to certain rights. But that availability. You need there. a lawyer to be able to text or call and say, um, hey, this is happening for that lawyer to say, call the police or I will meet you there or whatever that the lawyer advises. But there are things that can be done. And um, I, I I saw one of your little informational sheets earlier. Mm-hmm. You're talking about all these different steps in divorce. And one of the few things that I noticed on there was the confusion and the shock. And when you're confused and shocked that all of this is happening, yeah, I know a lawyer is just a lawyer, but you need a lawyer that you can count on to give you some answers to Walk you off the ledge when you're going through all of this, and I don't yeah. mean that literally, but I mean from a mental perspective.
1: Yeah, and the, and it really is that confusion, and so between, you know, the the whole team that helps people go go through this, the, the attorney is the one that has the legal ability to legal advise. And even as a divorce coach, I can help them get prepared. I can talk to them about the emotions of what's going on. But when it's, you know, as you said, somebody's banging at my door at 11 o'clock telling me, you know, scaring me to death, um, then they need somebody that can give you that legal advice. And and uh, hopefully it's not like that all the time. But so it's really nice to hear that there's an attorney like you. I know there are a lot of attorneys out there like you that really do care for their their clients. Um, and so, you know, I want to get just again really quickly since we were talking about, sure. you know, mm-hmm. what to look for in a lawyer. And if somebody
2: wants to reach you, what's the phone number that they call to reach you? Um, I do have an office number, but I would recommend that anyone that's listening to this show to just call or text me at my cell phone okay 3377 and say that again for me eight three two three three one three three seven seven, and in this world of technology and access, you would think that your lawyer would almost be more available, but I have found that their lawyers are very overwhelmed because of yeah. the technology and access, so I like my clients to be able to have twenty four seven access. I do tell them sometimes like, hey, it's Christmas, unless it's an emergency, please don't call me that, you know, your dog doesn't want to go out and poop because he's having problems of <laughs> because divorce. of the divorce, right? right? Um, that's that can, where someone happen. But, but Christy, that's where someone like you comes in. Right, And exactly. I was going to say- Go call your divorce coach. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that um, I, I find that to be a, a wonderful conception because there's only so much a lawyer can do. Like yeah. you said, my job is really just to give legal advice and to hopefully know the proper law- to represent them adequately and understand, like as we were talking about rules of procedure, to be able to use them to benefit right. my client, but they tend to want someone to ask all these other questions to and get advice from. Oftentimes, I end up having to be that person, and I don't want to be that person. I want to be their lawyer because it, it, it starts to cross the line of being again confusing to them. Very confusing, and you know what? That's
1: that's where you know the changes of life and law and all of this has come into play. And I'm glad that you're bringing this up because that's how we can support people going through this in the very best way. And what I believe has happened in the past, that clients expected you guys to be the therapist, the, the, you know, the counselor, the attorney, all of that. And there's, there's only, so much one person can do. So I'm so thankful that, uh, you know, we can come alongside attorneys and, and, be kind of that thinking brain and that emotional brain to process it because you just said what's most important. I want to go do what my expert skill is, which is knowing the laws, the rules of evidence, and and the court procedures and things like that. Which a divorce coach doesn't. Right. They may know about it. They know the process, but I can tell you, I I didn't go to law school for a reason because I serve in the coaching role. So I love that and. Uh, I think it would be, you've given the audience some, uh, definitely some great advice. I We're going to be coming up to another break so, soon, but I brought up a word earlier, yes, and I <laughs> don't think we can get out of this entire conversation today without talking about it a little bit more, and so we'll begin to dive into it, and we'll pick it up in the last segment okay. with some final thoughts, but the word is this, you guys ready for it, Immigration. Yes, and when we're talking about this, and obviously this is not a political show, we're not we're not going to go there. But we've got to think about the fact of now you've got two people who happen to have their feet on the ground in uh, the U.S. in Houston, Texas, and and what then? and, And then maybe divorce happens, right? Yes, and then. So what begins to happen with immigration? And if we can just step into that before we, we break.
2: Okay. And, and the short version of that is going to be a good lawyer is unfortunately or fortunately, depending on which side you're on, is going to find a way to use the immigration status of the other spouse for their benefit. For example, I had an Iranian client who was a citizen and his wife was a resident. They were divorcing, so he was no longer going to sponsor her residency If that happens, then she will end up being cut short in her process and have to go back to Iran. And he wanted to make sure that the court knew that because although he was not trying to gain sole custody of the children, he wanted to have the upper hand in the divorce and show Mm. that here I am. I'm a citizen. I was born here. He was born here, went back to his home country, then came back here, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And we ended up using that in court. Uh, again, it's going to depend on the judge you get as to how they will interpret that. They might say like, oh, you're right. It's the best interest of the children to be with the citizen parent. You might get a judge that says, I don't like you manipulating the immigration system that way to use against this poor woman. Right.
1: And I can understand that. And what I'm hearing in there, though, is like everything, there's kind of two sides to every coin. But you as an attorney can already have that experience and can see where it goes. So Depending on the outcome of the client that you're representing, then, of course, we can make the, the you know, help them, not, not we, you, to help them take the best steps for them in, in a trying time. And, and, you know, you throw immigration into that. Yes, residence. and
2: unfortunately, like I said, it depends on what side you're on because yeah. the last thing you want if you're the person who's subject to a possible removal is in the middle of divorce to yeah. have that yeah. – a weapon used against you. Yeah, that can be tough. But but as it's a it's, lawyer,
0: You need to know it, right? Y- yes, you need to be yes. able to look
1: at that beforehand so you can bring the best case for whom you represent or everybody involved. And so that's really good understanding, I believe, because these are things again coming from that emotional brain, we may not be thinking about it. And so when we come back, we're going to come back from uh, break with some final thoughts okay. and, of course, talk about anything out there still regards to immigration. It is such a hot, hot topic, uh, but it's definitely important one in divorce. And so you guys stay tuned. More interesting conversation with Jeanette Villareal, attorney here in Houston, and we will be back. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely And challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome. And those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281 944 8043 for more information. That's 281 944 8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call
0: 281-944-8043. And that's what I'm talking
1: about. A little hook'em horns there. We were doing our Texas (laughs) fight song. We could do that all afternoon, couldn't we? we? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, don't hate guys out there. We are longhorns. We
2: are. We bleed orange. We definitely do. We do, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this is the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton, and I'm here with Jeanette Villarreal and uh, two friends. Uh, here and two Longhorns. but also, Jeanette is an attorney here in the Houston uh, Texas area, and also, of course, Austin. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're just joining us. And we have been talking about divorce that involves different cultures, which also can involve different um, uh, religions and ethnicities and backgrounds. We've been talking about also involving immigration. Yes, which we can't talk about this almost without immigration, and so we really began to lightly dive into immigration. Uh, but you know, what Jeanette, would you maybe recommend to someone who is here in the U.S. and facing divorce, but maybe may not be a, um, and I, I don't know exactly the terminology. I think I heard you say resident. Yes, that so that's not a, that's not a citizen. That's a resident, right?
2: But it still means you are legal.
1: So it means they're legal, okay. But now they're faced with divorce and you got all that fear going on as we already talked about. Yes. But what would you tell them to do?
2: Well, first of all, I don't think that most residents are concerned about divorce unless they're in the middle of their resident application As I explained before. Right. Okay. It's generally the illegals who are afraid of divorce because they're afraid to go to court because they think someone's going to show up and pick them up or that the judge is going to order them removed. Right. And if you're illegal and you're going through a divorce, you need to know that none of that happens in any of the counties in Texas. Okay. Not even the most conservative. Okay. Houston is no longer a conservative county when it comes to family law court, and that doesn't happen, and it didn't happen before when it was. Okay. So don't be afraid, okay. and oftentimes the person will be afraid to come forward because maybe their spouse is a citizen or a resident,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
2: not sponsoring them because they're saying, I'm not going to sponsor you unless you do X, Y, or Z. And that person doesn't want to get removed because they have children here. Yeah. And their children could be legal or illegal. doesn't really matter, but they don't want to be removed. Don't be afraid because in Texas, in family law court, you won't be put up for removal. No one's going to come and arrest you. What your spouse can do, though, is show that they are acting in the best interest of the children, and the children should be with them because in case you did get removed again, get a good family law attorney who understands what the immigration and family law are combined. At my uh, firm, we do immigration and family law because they overlap a lot. Yeah, it sounds like it, you need somebody skilled in that area because, boy, we're
1: talking complications. Right. And for
2: example, if you are a illegal who is here um, and you have citizen children, even just one citizen child, mm-hmm. and you get put up for removal, you're eligible for what's called a cancellation of removal. OK, it's off the family law topic, but it's a way to keep you here. And if you have an attorney that knows that and can testify to that in court, then the judge will at least say, OK, well, I know you have a way to stay here. I'm not going to hold that against you. And uh, if your attorney doesn't do immigration, then your attorney should know an immigration attorney that can come in and testify as to that and speak to, to that. show that the judge should not use that against you. Because what I'm hearing in all of
1: this, too, we've talked about complication. And we're, we haven't brought in something that's most important in a divorce is it, it, to take care and consideration for are the children.
2: Absolutely. And I will say this. Um, I, I admire what you're doing because I think people take divorce lightly. Yeah. And, and with full disclosure, I've been divorced, but my divorce was not complicated or nasty or anything like that. It's good to hear. My ex-husband is an attorney and it was a very cordial matter as much as divorces can be. And we've always kept the children first. The problem with divorce is when you're using tools uh, like Sharia law or, um, again, my wife goes to prayer or study every night, but doesn't ever, ever have sex with me or take care of the child, whatever someone's going to use, or my wife or husband is illegal what you need to remember is there's kids involved. Yeah. And the thing that I think people take so lightly about divorce is that it's a life, a life you thought you were going to have forever. Yes. Or at least I hope you thought that. When I got married, I thought that was my forever I, I life. I say
1: this often, and I'm not saying it lightly. I don't know anyone that gets married and goes, oh, I'm going to get married so I get divorced.
2: Well, Christy, I do know some people that do that. Oh, but well,
1: okay. Then that's news to me. Those but are the people that are married just three to
2: fives. So. Okay. <laughs> Most, Why would you
1: want to subject yourself to that? Yeah,
2: I've only been married <laughs> once and I thought it was forever. Yeah, and I did too. um even from a biblical perspective, you're tearing apart something that yeah. God put together. Yeah. So that has real consequences. And it does spiritual. take Yes. People don't
1: realize that it's
2: a spiritual
1: separation. It's a spiritual divorce. And yeah. you
2: need um a good church to help you? Absolutely. You need a good lawyer to help you. Absolutely. You need a divorce coach. Thank you. You need yes, someone you that can help with the children because the children are going to go through things that we as adults and it's I I wouldn't understand it cuz I didn't come from a divorce family. Right. will not be able to understand. Yeah. And you need that kind of support and it's a shame that most lawyers and I'm saying this as a lawyer care more about how much money they're going to make off the divorce then how each person, each party will be affected and how the children will be affected. Yeah. And the statute in Texas says that generally the highest standard is what's in the best interest of the children, but you'll find that judges and lawyers honestly aren't always looking at what's in the best interest of the children, and that's a shame. It's a
1: shame, you know, it's, I'm I'm, I'm hearing, and, and one of the things as I'm, I'm, progressing and coaching and working with people in divorce. and But I also work with people in in other transitions of life, which might even be building a business or starting a career or stepping away from a, a long-term corporate career and finally taking a step, doing something that they wanted. And what's interesting is we might think they have no parallels, but when we come back to, back to it is that if we think about, um, I, I like to make the complex Simple as best we can, you know. Many of the things we're talking about are decisions that we need to make. Whether it's building a business or closing a business, or or building a a a marriage or ending a marriage, right? Um, But there's always there's unfortunately in every area there's folks that don't necessarily have their values aligned with with the betterment of people involved. They're looking for that dollar and and unfortunately that happens but there are attorneys like yourself like my brother like people who uh you know are very much um aligned with their values right uh with in real estate i don't know if in attorneys we say the same thing but their fiduciary duties sure. your yes. your your oath or whatever you know profession you're in i do believe that there are attorneys out there and that's one of the things we try to do with the show too is bring on you know, highly skilled, very knowledgeable, reputable, uh, you know, reputable representatives. (laughs) That's a a tongue twister there of this entire process. And so I've really loved getting to know more details about what you do as an immigration attorney and also with family law and how that overlaps. What are audience can think about as they're moving through this, if they are finding themselves with their feet on the ground here in America and and going through this sort of divorce and how they can look for a good attorney, how they can um, how they can protect their children, because it's so very important and, and all the other things that come with it. Just real quick, I want to get any final thoughts you might have, uh,
2: anything that's on the table right. from this discussion. Uh, Chrissy, I would say that uh, again, divorce is a very serious matter. It is. I know it's a very common occurrence, so people don't take it seriously. Find an attorney you can trust. Yep. Yeah. Uh, try alternative methods before you even decide to divorce. Counseling, the collaborative law that your brother does. Yeah. Um, I hold that in high regard. I, I in a perfect world, I wish that people would just look at the law and go, you get this, I get that. We're splitting the kids I evenly. A
1: perfect world. Where is that? Yeah. Well, um, I know it, where that it, is. I, me That's, too. But
2: I don't think there's divorce up. in heaven. So. <laughs> I don't think so either. Right, but I believe that um, people know in their gut if they trust someone or not. Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes in divorces, they go, oh, I, I knew from the beginning my spouse was X, Y, or Z. Okay, well, you should have followed your gut. So now that you're making this big decision, follow your gut and finding the right people to help you through this very difficult time. Yeah, take
1: time. I often say from a coach that I, I worked with long ago, slower is actually faster. We may want to just yes. kind of rip the band aid out and get out of it because we think it's going to solve the problems. It's not. We really need to take that time and do that due diligence because uh, you know, that's one of my goals as a divorce coach as well is to help people with their thinking about divorce as their thinking partner. And, you know, a good attorney is going to do that that as well, help them think through the process, maybe share things that they've never even heard of, i.e. collaborative divorce, or maybe we need to go the route of mediation or whatever that may be. And, you know, this show is intended for those people either considering divorce in the midst of or coming out of it. And my guests like you, Jeanette, are here to walk the path with people. And we bring people in that are, you know, good, sound judgment, very skilled. And so thank you for being here. It's a, been a pleasure.
2: Well, you're very welcome. And I just want to add that um, when you're going through it, honestly, take the time to choose wisely. Yeah. Absolutely. Really, because this will affect the rest of your life, yeah. your children, your children. You, your spouse. It definitely does. And there's enough resources today for everyone to find the right person for them. Absolutely. Definitely. You know, thank you for
1: listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. And I know the same thing for Jeanette. Find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour. Call me at 281 944 8043. You can also add us to your podcast library and please rate, review, and share, uh, share us. And find us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be with you here each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word.